ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Mary Charlson. Mary is an amazing marketer, speaker, educator, and strategist, and I can't wait to dig in with her. But first, I want to just welcome her. Welcome to the show, Mary. Thanks for having me, Janice. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. So I just want to tell my audience a little bit about you. I've known Mary for, for quite a long time and, and listened to her speak many years ago. And the very first time I heard you speak, Mary, um, I was so excited by the marketing um, tips and hints and things that you talked about. And that was like, I'm going to say 12 years ago, maybe it was a long time ago. Since then, I think you had written this first book, then Word of Mouth, Mouse, and Mobile. Mm -hmm. I don't know, when did you write that? Um, actually, Five Minute Marketing was the first one. Oh, the five minute, okay, right. Five Minute Marketing was her first book, and Word of Mouth, Mouse, and Mobile was the second one. Each of them, though, featured tips for the time starved business leader. She had, has great marketing tools. One of the things that I think Mary can be very proud of is she is not only a member of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers and the Global Speakers Federation, but one of the few, I'll read it this way, she is one of fewer than 12% of speakers globally who hold the designation CSP, Certified Speaking Professional, and the International Measure of Excellence for Professional Competence and Proven Experience. And I know that took a lot to get that happening. So I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Well, thanks, Janice. Yeah. So what, just tell me a little tiny bit what that took. It was like over, it's over a period of time, right? What it is, is, is just demonstrating to a, a group of peers. And, it, and it's through NSA, National Speakers Association in the U.S., a, a commitment to the speaking as a profession over a period of five years professionally, earning at a certain level, but also um, having and being able to document a, a number of, of speaking engagements throughout the year consistently and at, at a certain level of reimbursement. And then having not only clients as peer review process, like, like 30, 30 plus clients in that thing, also then having peer review of your speaking through video through four people that you do not get to select. So it's, it's quite a, a high level. Yes. Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to, sh to share that with my audience because it's huge. I know I had um, a wonderful woman on my podcast that I met through you, Tracy, um, yes. Tracy Brown. Tracy Brown from, from Colorado, who just um, gained that yes. uh, designation this year as well, right? And um, it's pretty, pretty uh, heavy duty. And I'm very, very impressed and proud of you. I think that's amazing. So Mary has um, basically been working in media education and advertising for 20 years. And you, I know you've been um, an instructor at several universities and colleges along the way as well. You're still doing that now, right? 
I am. I do it part-time. Right. I do some teaching at Capilano University, mm -hmm. as well as Extend a School of Management, uh, which is downtown. It's uh, through, uh, owned through the Educo Group, which is out of Australia. Do you think that that keeps you humble, seeing what the, the, what's coming with the youth? Or do you, what, how does that work for you? I see it as it keeps me fresh. Yes. It's, it forces you, there, there's nothing quite like a group of 20 to 30, and sometimes there's mature adults sure. as well, to keep you on your toes. I like to say that I lead them through education, but I learn learn a ton from them as well, especially in the area of social media, because there's, there's often stuff where I'll learn about it in the class from them, like some little nuance of something that is like, hasn't on, been on my radar yet. I'll turn it around in a client meeting and look freaking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You know, it's like, well, I learned it from a 22 year old uh, yesterday morning. And <laughs> so we're, we're learning from each other. Often they have a tremendous amount of, uh, uh, of experience with some of the new tools, but mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have the, the, the strategy and, and the bones to kind of layer all of the stuff on. And then that's kind of where I, I bring all of that together. So that kind of makes me think of, um, okay, so my audience and me in particular, I'm all about relationship marketing and um, authentically speaking to people and getting to know people and doing business based on trust and, and, you know, referrals and things like that, those kind of um, earthbound things. And I'm curious just from the audience of your students who probably have grown up doing everything online and on their phone and everything else, do they, see the value and see, do they, does that ever come, like, do you talk about that at all? Like there's a real difference. No, for sure. You know what? Students very much appreciate. It's human nature to really want the human connection mm -hmm. and the authenticness of the human connection. And you know, whether that's shared through stories, through experiences, through word of mouth, students very much do crave that. And it's interesting because we've had discussions with them even in our classes, what, since they've since gone online. Mm -hmm. And just how do we maintain that connection, that, that visual in the camera? How do, we, you know, how do we get to know our fellow students? And, and so that's been a, an interesting challenge. I frankly enjoy it immensely in the online environment, but for sure it, it changes the dynamics. And yeah, and, and absolutely, we've had some really great discussions around how their buying behavior, their consumer behavior has been altered during the, the pandemic mm -hmm. and how much either they miss that personal connection or, or how they're making up for it in other ways, which is, you know, we can, we can go deep on that if you like, but. Uh, well, yeah. that, that actually um, swings to the article that you wrote last week that we were going to talk about, I think. And um, Mary has this um, newsletter that she puts out and it comes into your inbox on Sunday mornings, bright and early, and it's called Five Minute Marketing Tips uh, for the Time Starved. For the Time Starved, yes. And I've been getting it for a long time, and uh, sometimes it goes too deep for me on a Sunday morning, but I have to go back and I read it again. But one that Mary wrote just recently was called Being Word of Mouth Worthy. Mm. And it's kind of an interesting, um, there's some interesting things in it, and uh, if I could just point to a couple of them and have you speak to that, I'd love it. So really, first and foremost, um, 
a study from Rutgers University related just recently that consumer behavior and marketing, uh, wait, then a couple of numbers coming, reading a piece of research related to consumer behavior and marketing, 70% of word of mouth conversations happen face to face and 20% of all brands in the US are sold through recommendations from friends, word of mouth marketing. Now, that happened before the pandemic, those numbers, right? Those were the things that happened before. So what's happening now? How has that been impacted? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because that's, you know, I think a lot of people, when you first say that stat, you know, 70% of word of mouth conversations happen face to face, people have this impression that that, wow, that's really high, right? They're, they're sort of yes. thinking from social media, isn't it more? But what is interesting is because we've been, our, our patterns have changed, right? the number of connections we could actually make, you know, outside of our bubbles and, you know, yes. about a bit more now, but when in lockdown, it really, really impacted things. And, and it's now beginning to yet again. And so what we're seeing is a lot of that is spilled over into online connections mm -hmm. and recommendations. And if you think about it, people are changing their patterns of behavior like we have never seen before. Tell me about it. I could ask you, have you, have you changed uh, a purchase behavior or a pattern or something that you normally did, say, February 2020 mm -hmm. to now? Or have you look, gone looking for um, substitutes or in, in some capacity? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so I think most consumers have, have made some changes, right? And so that didn't come without either searching or talking to people and looking for recommendations. And so I think mm -hmm. like we're not only craving, you know, the connection, the referral uh, word of mouth, but we're also, we've got new needs. Like if, if your fitness center shuts down and you still need to be active, you're talking, you're like, what are you doing? Are you doing some online? Do you have, do you have your online? Who's your online yoga person? Like I, I you know, I've got this one, but you know, and, and the word starts uh, being exchanged and that's happening digitally as well, as well as obviously on the phone and zoom calls, but it's happening digitally, not only through social media, but increasingly in one-to-one -one channels, which is really fascinating because it's, it's an area like, like direct messaging and, uh, you know, text messaging, uh, you, know, you know, direct messaging on, you know, uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatever it might be. And those channels or, or groups, you know, uh, closed Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. and exchange there is not something as a marketer you can necessarily get access to. You have to earn the right to be part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And you only get that by doing something that is memorable, that is shareable. And, and, and that's where it all kind of comes back to. And it's that, that one-to-one uh, communication, word of mouth kind of digitally was a trend that which is, was already happening. Mm -hmm. But I'll say that the pandemic has accelerated it immensely. And I think that's really uh, a really, really valid point that we need to understand. And you can't buy your way in. Yeah, interesting. Um, I think that one of the things that came to mind when you were saying, you know, we've changed our habits and we've changed, you know, in some cases for me, it's really made me look at, you know, did I need to go and buy this? You know, do I need to get my nails done every yes. three weeks? I've lived now six months without it. And the only reason I have my nails done is because my daughter's learning how to do it now. So she did my nails the other day, but otherwise, you know, like 
do I need shoes anymore? <laughs> it's like so crazy. Well, you know, and, and as time goes on, those patterns will become more permanent. I know it's scary, really. And that's the scary part. As you said, do I need shoes? Well, if I'm sitting here at a Zoom call, you know, I've, I've got a pair of sandals, Janice, I wore every single summer yeah. with either like a you know, cute little skirt or some croc pants. I never put those shoes on my feet. I get it. I get it. They never were worn this summer. Yeah. And the reason is because I wasn't going to any formal meetings. Or if I was, it was like, yeah, bought me right here. Yeah. Up. And so, you know, and those patterns have changed. I take a look at over this past summer, right? Like somebody who would have gone international travel or they go down yes. or whatever, they had to travel locally. And so whether they went camping, maybe they bought, I've got, you know, girlfriends who've bought RVs, like little, little campers. And, you know, they are empowered. They can drive these things. They can tow it. They've got new patterns and that is going to permeate over into next summer into, you know, and, and so there's all these things. And so as people discover those new patterns, those new things, you can bet that they're, if they've discovered something that's amazing, that really worked for them, they're sharing it. They're talking, yes. it. Yes. are discovering it as a result. And that again, you, you earn the right to be in that conversation. You don't just get it. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's a huge part of this. So in this article that you wrote um, on this, uh, you talk about um, something, uh, I don't know, how can I put this? Because, okay, um, in a world fascinated with social media and all things shiny and new online to connect us, the truth is that one in five purchases happen because of recommendations. And the majority of those recommendations are happening because of conversations, right? right. Not necessarily online. So why do we spend so much effort and money chasing social media impressions and shares, as well as traditional paid advertising, both online and off? The simple answer might be because that's what everyone else is doing and what is felt is needed in order to compete. But is it, and this is what I love, might the answer be to wildly exceed customers' expectations in a multitude of ways. And, it's, and you talk about storytelling, brand stories, and that's big right now. And about customer delight, not just customer satisfaction. And I wonder if you could talk to, a few, to those points because I love this. Yeah. And, you know, I think you know, people talk about customer satisfaction and I, I hate the term because mm -hmm. you know, satisfied means it was okay. You met minimal, it, like it was unsatisfied. Right. Okay. But delight means you did something which was memorable or you knocked it out of the park and you did something unexpected. And I don't think there's room for anything short of delight these days because nobody talks about being satisfied. Like, no. Oh, that's great. I went to the shoe store and I wanted shoes and they actually had them. I'm satisfied, right? No, dissatisfied is, is that they had the shoes that you wanted, but you know, you, they, they exceeded your expectations in terms of, you know, I don't know, the customizing, you know, where they came, you know, in a color that you really hadn't expected or, I mean, I'm just, that's just a dumb example. There's other ways that they can exceed expectations, you know, just doing something unusual that you talk about. And um, it just, it doesn't have to be big. Like it, you know, it, it can just be 
just the unexpected note or the, you know, uh, that, that is, that is left or the, the phone call that you weren't expecting because, you know, you're so used to getting an email. Thank you. You got an actual personal phone call. Um, it just, it, it where a customer takes out, and I hate to say it comes back to digital, they take out a phone to record it. If it becomes a, a memorable moment that they think is, well, I have to talk about this or share it. You know, if it's visual, that's, that's another way it can be shared digitally. But, you know, we, we're pre-programmed as humans to, to want to tell stories. We just do. Right? So I wanted to find this email that I just received and it's not to blow my horn or anything. It's just that this is what people, this is what they respond to nowadays. I did a podcast interview with a gentleman that I hadn't met personally. Uh, he's really interesting and he's quite funny. And I was, he has this company. Um, I think it's like uh, he comes in as an, an outsourced CEO and helps companies kind of build up and he's in the States um, and I first I thought, oh my goodness, I don't know if I have anything in common with this guy. How do we, you know, make this work? Because he was recommended by somebody to me. Anyway, he was very funny, and I quite enjoyed him. And we he did a great job of, you know, speaking to my audience, so to speak. Anyway, I sent him. Um, I oh, which I have to do for us too. So I'm going to do this right now. Um, no, I'm going to do it after. It's okay. We'll do this. I did a screenshot. And uh, I put this in um, a card and I sent him some brownies and I got this email. This is, and this is what it said. This all started with me thinking I found a great new friend and colleague who does great work. Then a really cool box arrived at my house that added and a class act to the list. That's a brilliant way of saying thank you. You made my day, maybe my week. By the way, my wife says, thanks for the brownies. Have a fantastic day and thank you. And you know, that made me feel so good, mm. right? And it's the unexpected. And that's, that's why I say it. It's the unexpected. That's what we have to do these Absolutely. days. I'm not promising brownies, just so you know. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just delight, customer delight. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, it's, um, it, it, you know, there, there's, there's really interesting examples. I know there's one, there was out of, it was a hotel down in California and they had the, uh, they had a little button out, out on the pool deck and uh, the name of it escapes me right now, but, and, and you press the button for a popsicle. Ah. <laughs> what happens is, is somebody from some, like one of the, the hotel employees comes down, but he's dressed like a butler and he's got a silver platter and he brings a popsicle. I love it. The only people who press buttons for popsicle are kids, right? And so you have yes. a that arrives with a popsicle on a hot day. You know, we're not talking, it, it wasn't a high-end hotel either. It was just, it was like a, but it was a hotel was looking to get talked about. And, and, and what do parents do? Of course, they're going to talk about this. They're going to tell the story. They're going to take a picture of the kid with the popsicle and the butler. And, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, that hotel has 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 earned the yes. right you know that they, they're doing something different and you know that's that's just one example i mean there's well you have lots of examples <laughs> I, I, if you can think of another one share it because i love your examples um but basically if we can make them you know people look i always say if you make them look smart funny or connected to an inner circle they will share and talk about it right so give them something to make them look smart so you know insightful some statistics you know, or, or something that that they might not somebody might not have known otherwise or tell give them something they can laugh and share right and make mm -hmm. 
think you know they're they're funny or um, insightful in terms of connected to an inner circle. They know something that you don't know. They've got some like some shared secret, whether it be you know it's it was a study that was done or this is you know, this this there's going to be like some crazy midnight madness sale here or there's going to like whatever it might be. You've got something that they wouldn't have known about. Generally, you know, smart, funny, or connected to an inner circle, people will share and talk about it. Um, but obviously, customer delight is, you know. Exactly. Um, what I have noticed recently, I don't know if you watch any TV these days, but um, what I no have noticed when I'm, uh, I don't watch commercials very often, but I guess sometimes I'm seeing them if I'm on the news channel or something. And uh, I'm noticing how many um, companies have been able to do ads since, like that are post-pandemic. Like, first of all, how are they even doing them um, safely? And secondly, I'm noticing them. Yeah, it's interesting because initially there was a lot of there was a lot of advertising that was kind of not it it, it missed because it had been pre-scheduled and, and, yes. and changed and there and it, it fell flat because it was like, oh my God, this is like, it's tone deaf. It, right. And they, you know, cause everything, it was already in the hopper that it was being produced. Then a couple of weeks later, it started to kind of adjust and there's a lot of stock footage, you know, and- That's what I thought, yes. We're all kind of like, we're all in this together. Like, you know, however, like it was, it was, it was almost like a postscript, you just add your logo here, right? And-, and Yes. Now we've kind of started to kind of get a little bit more creative about it. And because we've had the time for those departments to respond and you've got some things with stock footage, you've got some new, you know, new filming that can happen considering what's going on. And you're starting to see, you know, that showing up, which again, we just didn't initially, there was, I call it the tone deafness of, of advertising response simply because the timeline was so tight that nothing like the world changed and you needed time to catch up and Right. But the, the brands that did that well uh, early, again, demonstrated authenticity and connection to their audience, as well as the ones that pulled their stuff that they knew was going to be, it doesn't matter if they you know, cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars in production, they pulled it, they knew it was going to be inappropriate. Right, right. right. And there was, I think there was one car company, I, I can't remember if it was the Volkswagen, I can't remember the exact brand, but there was one that just pulled everything and they just did like a still and said, you know, here's, here's, here's what we're doing. Right. And I don't think it was Volkswagen, but I do remember. I don't remember which one it was, but they, they basically just, it was like a still screen and they just, yeah, yeah. it was Volvo or Saab or it was been one. Of, it was one of the higher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, it made an impression on me simply because they recognized mm -hmm. that didn't matter what they said. It was it's just like, we're just, everyone's just sort of like scrambling around trying to figure this stuff out. So yeah, and as we come through the pandemic too, you know, like needs, you know, needs are changing, you know, um, and we're kind of dipping down a little bit again. And so, like, I think we have to be really conscious of how, cons you know, consumers are are being impacted. And it's di different people have different, you know, comfort levels of things, mm -hmm. health and safety. Mm -hmm. And uh, brands are going to have to, you know, reemerge uh, being acknowledging that, that, you know, we've got to, we've got to deal with different comfort levels. And, and again, it all comes down to that, that, you know, being word of mouth worthy and recognizing that, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and understanding you know, you're going to have to make adjustments, but you also may see new opportunities with new consumer groups. So are you getting calls from companies or from people that are saying, Mary, what do I do to turn this around? Or what do I do? How can you help? 
Yeah, you know, I've, I've had that throughout, honestly, I mean, and I'm not saying this in a, in a boastful way at all, Janice, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for... Oh, of course, I know. I have remained not only busy, but almost busier. Huh. And it's and it seems that you know because and, and and again I, I bring that back to the the consistently uh, producing content, not unlike your podcast, right? Where I, I do my newsletter, my blog uh, regularly, and so you remain top of mind, and you were delivering helpful content without expectation of return. That's mm-hmm. my policy for like you know well over the last you know I've been blogging since two thousand and eight, and you remain top of mind, and you're helpful. And then people look to you for advice. And yeah. so I would say, yes, no, I've, I have been, I've dealt with like, you know, new clients. I've had referral, like people who, you know, they say, you know, I get your stuff. Would you be interested in doing this presentation for our group, right? Uh, our municipality group, or we're looking to do a series of, of you know, thing, uh, education sessions on how do we adapt our marketing during the pandemic for our tourism association. Like I've been doing like this kind of stuff and, and, and it's, and it's been fascinating because you, you know, it's, it truly is. uh, It shows you the turnaround when you give and give and give Mm -hmm. without expectation of return, it does come back Mm -hmm. and it's not a hard sell. I love hearing that so much. And it, and it's about the connection that you made by, by helping. Mm -hmm. Well, it shows, to your, it speaks to your character. It speaks to your caring about people in general, right? It's just, and the law of reciprocity works. It just works, right? So you do this blog, this newsletter every week. I do. Do you have um, topics that you have on a list or do you get an inspiration or do you get a week where you go, oh my God, I've got nothing to talk about. this? <laughs> you know what? I, 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 used to work with a content calendar and then I found it restrictive because I love being able to be responsive to the stuff that's in the moment. Mm-hmm. And often, you know, I'll go and I'll get some, it's always when I'm getting exercise, either I'll be up skiing or I'll be, you know, taking the dog for a walk or, or be, playing hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Something will hit me and I'll go, Oh, or, and, but I've been gathering things all along the week. Like you're tracking, I'm constantly reading, tracking lots of trends. And then, two little points will kind of come together. And at that juncture, I'll go, oh, there's a really interesting topic I could dive into there. There are some weeks where I kind of come up, I go, oh my God, it's Friday. I'm dry. <laughs> I don't know. But what I'll do is I'll, I'll dip back in, say, into an old post, because there's a ton of content on my site, 2008. I mean, weekly, there's a lot of stuff there. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll just go back like a year or two years to the date and, or, or just go dipping in and find something and go, okay, what's changed since then? Um, not that you're refreshing it completely, but you're taking a jumping off point from, I mean, this, the one, the word of mouth one, what I talked about, you know, an update it during the pandemic. I thought that is a perfect way to refresh some, a piece of content, which was pretty, you know, pretty solid to begin with. Mm-hmm. It has the world changed. Yeah. And so how have we changed that behavior around word of mouth in a, in an environment, which has gone so much to an online connection. So yeah. Yeah, that's what, you know, but I, I love doing, I mean, I love writing. I, that's, I just do. Right. And then I, you know, I do the videos around the stuff and quite often, you know, the, the newsletter is weekly, the blog, I, I, if it's, if, it, if it's blog worthy, I, I put it up. Uh, but my, my, the way I do it is a little bit different than some people. Some people put on the blog, then share it out as the newsletter. I do it as the newsletter to my inner circle. Cause I, 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 the people who've given me permission to enter their email box 
every Sunday morning, mm -hmm. I treat as my inner circle. Mm -hmm. It's a very valued group. And so I put the best content out to them first. Mm -hmm. And then I ask for engagement. That's, it's not just a one-way blast. And as you know, Janice, mm -hmm. I, I ask for engagement. I get thought and feedback from them. And sometimes that content um, morphs before it finds its way onto the blog due to my inner circle of people in my e-newsletter list. And then I share it out more broadly and produce mm -hmm. it around it and do that kind of thing, publicly thanking the, the folks that are in my inner circle. Mm -hmm. That's a way of delivering value yeah. at the next level with that group of people. Yeah, that's and that also becomes the group of people that become, you know, the source of, of consulting and speaking and, and mm -hmm. that type of thing or referral. Some some, sometimes people will sign up and they lurk. Like I can see their opening, but they never contact me. And then out of the blue, I'll get this, this email that'll say, you know, I feel like I know, like, and trust you or, you know, or something to that effect. We're having this event. Would you blah, blah, blah. Right. And it just, or, you know, there's this new product which is being launched. We're looking for someone to do a social media marketing plan around it. I, I immediately thought of you. Or so-and-so said I should talk to you, right? And it's, it's always, these personal connections are always at the heart. And this speaks very much to what you do, Janice. Mm -hmm. It's always at the heart. It always comes back to it. If I look at any piece of business I've had in the last, I was going to say 10 years, but 20 years, I can point a crumb trail. Yes. That always leads back to a connection mm -hmm. and always leads back to something that usually had some sort of um, traction because of what I had shared without expectation. Love it. I think that's really special. So as we start to wind down a little bit, because um, I, I could talk to you all day and ask you questions all day, I would like to ask you, um, one of my favorite words is curiosity. And so, and I know you're a curious person because this is what leads you to your um, conversations that you're writing and so on. So what typically are you curious about? Is it always work-related or is it something else related in it? Well, it's, it, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm interested and curious about anything to do with business and marketing, but I'm, I'm curious about human behavior and the human condition and how it responds to its environment as it changes. And so right now, during a pandemic, I am, I am just fascinated with all of the different moving pieces that are happening at once. Mm -hmm. Some of them are really positive, some are really negative, right? I mean, you know, social media and, you know, kind of some of the, like, I, I have a love-hate relationship with social media, I have to admit. Me too. And, and some of the negatives that in what, what's happening with de democracy and movements, and I don't want to get into politics, like, but I, I find it fascinating to, to see the different moving pieces and then to layer on how human behavior has changed probably in the last six months, more than it has changed in the last 60 years. Very actually. And I also find it fascinating to consider it at this time and place is probably not unlike, you know, post-World War II, the depression. There are changes which will impact a generation for a lifetime. I was just going to say, and I, I, we don't have time to get into it this time. We'll have to do it again. But I was just going to say that, you know, I have a little granddaughter, my pride and joy. She's 14, almost 15 months. And really she's had very few people, maybe one or two kids that have come into her world at all. Yeah. Right. She's basically with her family or bubble. Right. And 
no interaction with socializing with other children. And I think that's going to affect her somewhere along the line. I mean, it's going to get better and it's going to, uh, in, you know, evolve. But when you think about it, it's just, I, no, I think, you know, there's anything where there's, there's, I don't know if you know, Martin Lindstrom, I don't, in, in a really fascinating guy. He wrote biology as in B-U-Y-ology. It was okay. no, I don't. Uh, brain scans of people all around the world. Neuroscience kind of meets uh, consumer buying behavior. And he's written a book, an updated one called Biology in the Coronavirus World. And he talks about this notion of fear and how fear uh, around health, safety, you know, all the various things, employment, economics, becomes a very deep-seated thing and could well outlast the pandemic. And he equates it, you know, to during Second World War. And the reason why parents and grandparents uh, were coupon clippers and always saving, right? A behavior they learned then. And so I, I don't think it's a far stretch thing to, to consider for a moment that there's some behaviors that we're getting now that will have lasting impacts. Yes, yes. And on, so, so when you ask me, you know, what, what, what am I curious about? I'm curious about consumer response to events. Mm -hmm. And, and how that impacts business, but also just the whole human condition. Fascinating, but so true to think about. Um, do you have a favorite quote? And I'm not going to put you on the spot if you don't, but it's fine. I, well, I mean, I don't know if it's a, if it's a really like a remarkable quote, quote, but it's something my mom always said. And she said, uh, Mary, you know, by the company that you keep. And, uh, and I've always really taken that one to heart in that, it's you are known by the company you keep absolutely people if if you like you surround yourself with curious people you will be curious mm -hmm. you know uh, if you sound resound surround yourself with people who live young you will live young right mm -hmm. and so i just um i've always just kind of kept that one at, at the back of my head it's a pretty special one and yeah. a great way to end our conversation um i feel that i'm surrounded right now by a very special person thank you mary for being uh, my guest today, I honestly, I'd love to have you come back and we'll talk about another one of your, your uh, starting off points because um, you are an amazing conversationalist and a terrific writer and marketer. And to that end, I will put your, uh, how people can get hold of you uh, in the show notes and um, encourage people to sign up for your five minute marketing because it really is a great conversation starter in any circle. So thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share out this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.